All right, we got a little comment and critique on the song Semi-Charmed Life by the band Third Eye Blind. We talk about Stephen Jenkins' brilliance in the song. His brilliance as a songwriter, as a producer, as a singer, as a performer. Excellent. Talk about Four Year Strong's version. Do you like that one better? Do you not like it better? Do you like it equally the same? When was the last time you sang along to this song? They're at the end. Go ahead and fast forward to the end if you just want to hear the music. If you want to hear me talking, (laughs) keep listening. He who doth not like French vanilla shall not pass. No, I just made some coffee and it's delicious. What kind of coffee? Dot ye ask. You guys want to just do an entire day full of commercials? White Away Coffee Co. Ground coffee, French vanilla. 100% specialty grade coffee. Naturally flavored with other natural flavors. Flavorful and sweet. It's a little redundant on the flavorful, I would say. Now, if we're going to do, if we're going to do commercials all day, if we're just going to advertise everyone's stuff all day, then we got to we got to come clean too. Let's let's go over it one more time. Ground coffee, French vanilla, naturally flavored with other natural flavors, flavorful and sweet. There's a lot of flavoring there. Could we just put natural flavors and sweet? And word choice. Let's talk about word choice, you guys. Am, oh, yeah, I'm this famous, I'm a world-famous ad- advertiser. I know advertising and marketing, no, like guru, a prodigy. Yeah, like three months ago, three months ago, almost the day. Well, today's the 4th of July, you guys. You want to read out of the book, out of my great-grandfather's diary? My great-great-great-great-grandfather's diary? He writes about... Uh, preaching on the 4th of July in Sheffield, England. Sheffield, England, he's preaching the gospel of the Mormon Church. Yeah, LDS Church, LDS Gospel in Sheffield, England on the 4th of July. Talk about... (laughs) But he was English. When he was in England, you don't get it. Where's the coffee? Give me back the coffee. You know, this 4th of July, it's probably... Probably the worst one that I can remember. And why is that? Why is this country's birthday, when it gained its independence from the crown, with the help of France, who are no longer our allies? I take it back. I think they are our they are our allies. <clears throat> is what I would have said had we let them continue to manufacture submarines. For Australia. Instead, we decided to go ahead and manufacture some nuclear-powered subs for Australia instead, <laughs> without telling anybody. Yeah, shady, maybe. Well, that's just why NATO. That's why NATO just gained two countries in a month. But it's my favorite Fourth. Of, it used to be my favorite holiday. It used to be. I used to love it. I used to love listening to Third Eye Blind song. 
semi-charmed life on this day. The sky was gold, it was rose, I was taking sips of it through my nose, and I wish I could get back there someplace back there. Smiling in the pictures you would take, doing will lift you up until you break, it won't stop. I left some lyrics out of that one. Comment and critique on semi-charmed life. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fourth of July, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Wanna go in the booth? This one's probably gonna take some thought because this is one of those th songs. This is one of those thongs. This one of them thongs that means a lot to me. We don't just do commenting critiques on songs we ain't never listened to. Well, I think there's some songs that deserve a little bit more reverence and respect when it comes to appreciation. Stephen Jenkins, lead singer of Third Eye Blind, producer of Third Eye Blind's music, writer, producer, singer, songwriter, artist, talented person. I'm talking about Stephen Jenkins. I'm, I'm talking about Third Eye Blind. <clears throat> I'm talking about the song, Semi-Charmed Life. And it, no, it's not, we're not monetizing this episode, no. Uh-uh, we don't do that. If it's comment and critique, you can just kind of comment on things and it's your own opinion. It's my opinion, everyone. So relax. I'm gonna have a little bit more coffee. And I think we're gonna go in the booth. I don't, well, we probably don't really even need to go to the booth, do we? Cause I don't hear any screams. Maybe we died and went to heaven. I could only be so lucky. I open up the studio door, right? And instead of it just being those dusty old stairs, and that musty smell. It's not a bad smell, it's cement. It smells like a basement. Not bad. I open it up and it's just like this blinding white light. And everyone's there, clapping. Like, what? I died and went to heaven. I thought I was still in Salt Lake City in the studio. What's this? Oh, you guys got me this time. Oh, I thought I was really still alive. Get ready. Get ready. Well, not today. Did you guys hear any applause? I didn't. I didn't see any blinding white lights either. <clears throat> Semi-charmed life, third eye blind. Let's talk about it. Now, as I mentioned, this is a song that I think is probably Semi-charmed life by the band Third Eye Blind is probably one of the best written pop songs in history. Let's get some more of this coffee. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people consider the lyrics of that song. I would argue everyone who hears that song likes that song. That song is catchy. That song did not happen by accident. When it comes to singers and songwriters and performers, I think Stephen Jenkins, the band Third Eye Blind, but Stephen Jenkins in particular as an artist has, is a step ahead of the majority of people in the industry, in the biz, as, the, as we call it. <laughs> yeah, the biz. This could be a two-part miniseries as well. Well, we're gonna go downtown a little bit. We'll go to Sarcos. Yeah, don't worry about that. We'll get some pictures. We're gonna get some freaking pictures, trust me. Trust me. No, but there's, there have been some good covers of 
Third Eye Blind song, Semi-Charmed Life. Four Years Strong being a good example. The band, Four Years Strong? Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Well, we had a little mix-up yesterday with Lana Del Rey and Marina and the Diamonds. How embarrassing was that? Well, here I am telling Lana Del Rey, like, oh, I'm flattered, you know, whatever. And I'm not, I don't even got the song right. Or the artist right. It's like I got them mixed up. Oopsie daisy. I like that episode of The Office where Steve Carell ends up marking one of their arms because he couldn't tell. Puts a marker against, it's funny. So I didn't want to do that this time around because I think this song, not, no offense, no offense to Chemtrails Over the Country Club, but Semi-Charmed Life is not Chemtrails Over the Country Club and Stephen Jenkins is not Lana Del Rey. Right, for obvious reasons. So, that being said, I have seen Third Eye Blind live. It was a band that I wanted to see live. I saw them in 2019, I believe. Thank you very much. I was a little bit late to the party on that one, but I got there. I did get there. And Jimmy World was playing as well, I believe. <laughs> the good old days. Coming into the second segment, we're gonna start breaking down the song. Now, Four Years Strong is a band. Semi-Charmed Life is a song. A cover of a song is when you remake the song. Four Years Strong remade the song, Semi-Charmed Life. They covered the song, Semi-Charmed Life. So this, in particular, comment and critique of the song, Semi-Charmed Life, by the band Third Eye Blind, is also, we're gonna bring it back around home in the end. I think what we're gonna do here, we're gonna do two birds, one stone. Two birds in the bush, one in the hand. Discuss. That, that kid might not be screaming outside. He might actually be screaming amongst his hundred brothers and sisters and family, wherever they are, wherever they might be. But it's hot up here on the, on the, on the, in the studio here in Salt Lake City on the 4th of July. And you can hear some of the motors, so the machinery, some of the air conditioning units and the refrigerator that just turned on and all this other stuff in the vocal booth here. So even though the, the screams might not be bleeding through, we still always have some sort of noise, it seems like. Now, I just wanted to remind everybody the whole reason why we're still here in the studio right now on the 4th of July, when three months ago in April we were planning on leaving, it's because of eBay three months ago, <clears throat> excuse me, beg your pardon, three months ago, eBay withheld $1,575 that they allowed us for some reason. We posed a risk to the community and they wouldn't tell us why. The eBay community, we posed a risk. And I argued, hey, doesn't not paying eBay sellers pose more of a risk to the eBay community than me? And they did not respond to that question. eBay's trust and safety team did not respond to that question that made sense. I think it's because they're like, wait a minute, I thought you said he didn't speak English. Yeah, one of eBay's employees goes, hey, why is he asking these types of questions? Didn't we kind of vet this process? Didn't, aren't we supposed to only target people that don't speak English? 
Well, his last name, uh, uh, they're all fumbling through paperwork. Well, we had some, we had some plans back in April. Sell some things. Do better stuff, move on. Yeah, upgrade, excel, be successful, whatever, whatever you want to call it, eh? But here we are, three months later, here we are. Comment and critique, semi-charmed life, third eye blind. eBay, the unsafe marketplace. And did it really happen? Go back and listen to this podcast for three months and see. Look at the cover art of my podcast and see. Look at eBay stock price and see. Do you see? No, I am going to try and do this all off the top of my head like I always try to do when I talk about these things. When I do a comment and critique, I'm gonna, I try to do it all from memory, all from knowledge. Let's talk about the first time you heard Semi-Charmed Life. Where were you at? Do you remember? I was, it was the summertime. It must have been, <clears throat> excuse me, it must have been 96 or 97-ish, right around there, I think. Um, it was not, could have been 98 almost, but it wasn't yet for me. It wasn't 98 for me, not that I can remember. I was in bed, I was sleeping in, and I was still just a young lad growing up in Arizona. And it was hot. I'm still choking on that popcorn from last night. I was eating a lot of popcorn last night. But Arizona in the summertime is excruciating. It's hot and there's nothing you can do outside in the day. If you do something outside and you, and you try to tell yourself, eh, it's fine, I can mow the lawn, it's cool. Hot, eh, it's cool, I'll just go swimming afterwards or something. You have a headache the rest of the day, your face is red, your arms are burned, you have a headache still, it won't go away, you drink all the water, try to hydrate, freaking headache. That's Arizona, that's Phoenix in the summertime. Now I was really into skating at that time when the song came out, but I was not skating in the day because you get a headache. So I remember waking up to this song, it was the first time I ever heard it, really, and I remember just thinking like, dude, this is a cool song. This is a good song. And it was almost like, remember that song Fastball? Or the song uh, The Way by the band Fastball? I think it came out right around that same time. And it was just like these catchy songs, like Tin Pan Alley back in the day. These catchy songs that people were writing, these catchy pop songs, but still kind of rock alternative. Um, even this, the story behind the band, the song The Way by the band Fastball, that story's kind of tragic, man. And so you had these pop songs that had different, their lyrics and I guess motivation behind the song were completely <laughs> anything but what people thought. But they were catchy. They were extremely catchy. And so I remember waking up just thinking like, what what song is this? Who sings this? Do, 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 do. The sky was gold, it was rose, I was taking sips of it through my nose. And in Phoenix, you get a sunset. California, you get sunsets. The sky is gold. You can breathe, it, breathe the air through your nose, right? Like as a teenage boy, you just kind of, you don't really, your mind doesn't wander too much. You don't get too creative when 
thinking about these lyrics, do you? The MTV back then was still playing music videos. You had like 311 coming on, the song Down. You had like, it was cool. It was really cool. Filter, Hey Man, Nice Shot. Rob Zombie, more human than human. A white zombie, white zombie. And you had Third Eye Blind song, Third Eye Blind song, Semi-Charmed Life. Now I've read about songs that people kind of knew were going to, like they know it's gonna be a hit. Um, Depeche Mode song, whatever, All I Ever Wanted, whatever that song's called. Enjoy the Silence. Depeche Mode, Enjoy the Silence. Martin Gore was like, yeah. In the studio, we're like, yeah, this one's gonna be it. We're listening to it, we all just kinda knew. Like, okay, oh, this one's gonna be a good one. Nobody else has heard it. Nobody else knows about it. But everybody who does know about it knows, like, yeah, gold. Stephen Jenkins was the same way about Semi-Charmed Life. He even played it, okay, now we're going off the top of my head here. He even played it for, I wish I knew her name, uh, might be Brittany, um, the singer of Four Non Blondes. Back then, they did a cover song, Four Non Blondes did, of What's Going On. It was a pretty big hit. It was a pretty big hit. So he played that song, and I wish, if I, if I could go back in time and just be somewhere, that's probably one of the places I would choose to be is he played this song for the singer of Four Non Blondes on acoustic guitar. He played Semi-Charmed Life. From what I understand, from what I understand. And to hear him sing it before it's even a hit and to like hear him talk about this song and play it for someone and like have these intentions of like, this is a songwriting, this is how I want it to sound, this is what I'm going for. Like, before anyone's heard it, and then to see what it unf what's, to see what unfolds once other people do hear it, like that's to me that I don't know it gives, it gets me it gives me chills kind of like yeah it gets me like feeling good because it's almost like a magic trick because you don't know if everyone's going to like that song or not. There's no way you could know unless you're from the future. And to have this like claim of like this is the what this is what it's gonna turn into, this is how it's gonna sound, this people are gonna be singing along. And a few years later everyone's singing along and it's like one of the biggest, best pop songs ever written. But it's like a magic trick. Cause it's like how'd you do that? How'd you know it was gonna be a hit song? Like, dude, I could just hear it. I could, I could just hear it. I just knew. And it's a hit. I was reading about how it felt or where Stephen Jenkins, the writer of the song, how it felt to hear it the first time on the radio. And he even knew what station and everything, um, like something K95 and LA. He said he was, going, he was in his car going from Los Angeles to San Francisco, just a long ass drive. And he was headed, I think, out of Los Angeles. And he heard the song on the radio. His, his song on the radio for the very first time, he heard Semi-Charmed semi Life. It's probably like selling your first record or so, something, getting your first, like it has to be an amazing feeling. Just gridlock, rush hour traffic, California, sunset, sunshine, 
and your song comes on the radio and it comes on the radio again and then again and people are singing it oh my god how would that even feel how does that feel man now i am going to play the song semi-charmed life by the band third eye blind towards the end of this pupcast and we're doing a, this one's going to be a little bit longer because we're also going to do four year strong's version of it and com no, we're not going to compare and contrast. I'll let that up to the listener. The closest thing that I've ever had to that feeling of being, of hearing my song on the radio was realizing that people from eBay were, heard this podcast, was realizing that they were trying to ignore me. And it, it was working, like they were totally ignoring me. And I was just thinking, oh, this is a waste of time. This is stupid. I, I guess I'll just lose. And right when I was on the cusp of giving up about it and like just calling it a day and saying it's a waste of time, I realized I saw my listenership just kind of spike there for a second. And I was like, wait a minute. I hadn't advertised it to others. I hadn't do it. I was like, wait a minute. They're searching, they're looking for this. Like, they're ignoring me because they want me to be quiet. They thought it was only YouTube videos that could win, that could beat them. Their data analytics were all based on people with YouTube channels. Don't rob people with YouTube channels. But podcasts, it's, yeah, it's fair game. What are they going to do, make a podcast that people are going to listen to about eBay being dishonest and exposing eBay? And it starts to happen. You go on Trustpilot.com and see eBay. It's like, whoa. Wow. This is real. I can crack this thing open. People are going to listen to it. People are going, going to identify with it. And it feels amazing. It feels awesome. But let's get serious. It's not a one-hit wonder that everyone's singing along to. It doesn't just come randomly on the radio. And everyone loves it. It takes a little bit more work, but... Or so you think. It sounds like it just came on the radio and everyone starts singing along to it, but like I mentioned earlier, he's playing this version of it, acoustic version of it, to the singer of Four Non Blondes. He had been planning it, writing it, talking about it, showing other people, trying to promote it. And it just took time. It took that one chance finally gets on the radio and finally okay everyone appreciate appreciates it for what it is so i imagine that's the same thing about ebay their greed their theft their dishonesty eventually people are going to see it for what it is their, their stock price the thing about stephen jenkins though that i think is brilliant with semi-charmed life i'm not going to read the lyrics it's not that type of podcast but the lyrics to have that song and people sing along to the lyrics i'm packed and i'm holding like just the first it's awesome man and if you don't know what that means if you don't know what he's talking about then you don't know but if you do know what he's talking about that song it just it sounds even better and it's like i love this song even more now i won't come down i keep stock the TikTok rhythm i'm bumped from the top i think right it's so good man it's just brilliant it's so good and it, whichever side that you are on, if you do know what he's talking about, if it makes sense to you, whether or not you can still identify with that scene or that culture or not, like you can still relate to it.
it's a timeless it's a timeless classic for real i think even more so now because in the children of men uh, podcast that i made you know he talks about this dystopian future in 2027 and everyone's like has their vice or everyone's latching on to something some sort of addiction or some sort of like uh, sports team or whatever baby diego and unfortunately thanks to corporate greed such as ebay i think we're going to be robbing people blind leaving them with nothing i think we're going to have a lot more experience with um substance abuse addiction all this stuff i think it's really going to like surge here and it, those policies are going to have to get changed the, the quote-unquote war on drugs probably one of the dumbest things anyone could have ever done because these are people with like substance abuse problems addictions that are getting thrown in jail locked up taken away from their families taken away from your know, kids separated because kids have drug addiction like it's bad to penalize uh, legally penalize people for genetic predispositions or just for having messed up lives man and they, they need an escape, they need something to run to, something to, where, to numb them from the reality of things. If you have companies like eBay, you know, stealing basically my livelihood three months ago, where I'm gonna end up on the street now pretty soon here, they're just steamrolling right along everybody else. And that's bad because I'm not, <laughs> if I'm gonna be on the street, why do I wanna have to go through the like, agony of the entire day uh, sober and normal why not just be totally wrecked because it'll be a lot easier to make it through the day instead of just sitting around feeling sorry for myself like hour after hour as long as like greed and addiction and like being self-conscious about oneself lust sex as long as all of those exist in the world Semi-charmed life will always be like a favorite. But I love listening to Semi-Charmed Life around the 4th of July. It's such a summery sounding song. It sounds like summertime. It reminds me of the summer. It reminds me of being young. It reminds me of waking up to hearing it. Uh, my friend was knocking on my window. I think we had, I went swimming or something. And it was just fun, man. It was a fun time. It was a different time. The internet was just barely, it's not just barely, AOL, AOL chat rooms and no cell phones, no. There's no texting, there's no anything like that yet. There were pagers, there were pagers, but that, you know, no one ever called you back. Not star 911, whatever, <laughs> they never worked. Semi-Charmed Life is just one of those songs that everybody likes. And it's one of those songs that groups of people like even more once they like dig into it or once they have life's experiences underneath their belt, they can relate to the song a lot more. I think like being older, not even really life's experiences, but just being older and in real life, having a better understanding of the song, a more like a mature approach to the song. On the cover art of this particular episode, for my Spotify listeners at home, I'm gonna to try to find or try and procure a picture of Stephen Jenkins in the video of Semi-Charmed Life. And I'm going to try to use the best 
pose that captures like 90s style, 1990s style, mid 90s style. And like how cool it looked. 90s style is timeless. Yeah, I think it will always look good. I think that's probably the pinnacle of humanity. Style, innovation, culture. Didn't eBay came out in 1995, didn't it? Yeah, well, there you go. You know, I saw an article actually from USA Today, was it? But major news, major top news source, top news outlet that said, hey, ordered something on eBay, you might want to cancel that order. Yeah, I'll put the link, I'll put the link here just to bring it home. I'll put the link in the description. Go ahead. Uh, the thing about pop songs and good pop songs is you can get your message across. You can have people singing along. You can have people hear your message. They can understand it or they can't. Either way, they're still singing along. I think that's what I admire so much about Stephen Jenkins as an artist and as an innovator and as someone who had a vision, as an artist who had a vision and knew exactly what they wanted their song to do. And hey, some people might call it a one-hit wonder, but deep inside of you, Third Eye Blind, excellent song, right? Even their song Camouflage, which is like an instrumental, beautiful song. Jumper, I think it's what it's called, right? I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. Would you have heard those songs without Semi-Charmed Life? Can't say. Maybe. But did Semi-Charmed Life make it easier to hear those other songs? Absolutely. Paved the way for them. Started a career. A real career as like a touring band, a musician, a producer. All of it royalties, money, a life, livelihood that can't be taken away. Well, yeah, let's not go, hey, let's not go too far. I didn't think my livelihood could be taken away either. So this one's gonna be kind of interesting. What I'm gonna do here is, we're just gonna go back to back. So after this segment here, come around in the corner, after the segment here, I'm gonna have you listen to Third Eye Blind's version, just the regular, unedited studio version. And then we're gonna put on Four Year Strong's version. And you guys can listen to that back to back, compare and contrast, see which ones you like better. And then uh, make sure not to use eBay because it's unsafe and they will steal money from you. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the coolest. Good luck, take care.
mind beneath my toes The beats gives a feeling energy feeling I believe in the faith that grows And the full line goes can make me cry When I'm with you I feel like I could die And that would be alright, alright And when the play came in she said she was crossing The velvet could be infinity which ripped on the earth to feel alive And now I'm struggling to survive those days you were wearing that velvet dress You're the priestess, I must confess Those little red daddies, they passed the test Plugs up around the belly, face down on the mattress One And you hold me And we are broken Still it's not it, I wanna do just a little Now feel myself heavy on the ground I'm scared, I'm not coming down No, no
Yeah.